1: And welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. It is Tuesday, October the 3rd, hour number one. And we have Park University, usually in the first hour on Tuesdays, with Jim Deal and Pete Fedick. Pete is here. We're trying to track down Jim. Um, uh, Pete, I'd like you to talk about what's going on. Of course, we had this catastrophe with the Mandalay uh, Hotel Massacre in Las Vegas. And I'd like to touch on this a little bit, because I hear all kinds of people, including so-called experts, talking about that we couldn't do anything to stop this. It's not a gun control issue. It's, a, it's control of uh, major venues. After the thing that happened in Britain, where if they didn't have proper protection they should have realized that if someone smashes out a window they should be able to shoot in a non-lethal canister of gas that can actually knock down anybody that's knocked out a window in any hotel complex that could shoot down to the street or anywhere we should also when we talk about uh... controlling things they should also make sure that everybody's bags that are going up to their room don't either control have all kinds of caches of weapons or assemblable weapons so they should be at any major hotel, especially that has high ground, should have uh, metal detectors and X-ray scanners to make sure that they, when they bring their baggage to the up to the upper floors, it's run through a scanner just like the, any airport. That those two things would make a big difference. Plus the the perimeter in which they should have operated should have been wider to include the hotel, the Mandalay Hotel, over that uh, that country music festival. So. That's that now when we translate it over to financial issues, <clears throat> we have to look at the at the current we call uh, terrorism control things. Uh, oh, here we are <laughs> uh, yeah. so so in other words, the same thing applies when we're looking at financial. If you actually look at this, think we're at a financial world rock concert that's been going on since uh, nineteen fourteen, okay, And this concert is basically run by the uh, Fed Reserve because we're a member of the Federal Reserve System of Europe. And the dollar, literally, when we print money at the National Printing Office, we send it over to get pixie dust put on it by the Fed Reserve System, That all of a sudden when the pixie dust goes on, they give them serial numbers, and it becomes real money, or real funny money. I call it anti-money. And uh, we actually pay interest to the Federal Reserve System. Isn't that crazy? So, Okay, um, I'm getting a message here. Uh, I'm getting a message that, let's see, what is it now? Uh I guess uh, this is a message you guess you sent to Jim, right? To uh Jim Deal. Uh yeah. Yeah, because it pops through on my system here. Okay, cool. So we're trying. Uh I guess uh Yeah, so I guess we're we have getting the phone numbers too, uh, for for a Jim because we have, I he has we haven't been able to get him on Skype yet. So uh I want people to understand that what we're looking at here is All the fractional reserve currency, whether it's the U.S. dollar, the ruble, the euro, the the currency for South Africa or India, uh, all of these fractional reserve currencies, they print an amount of money, and on the the principle of faith, because it's not backed by gold or anything concrete, like land or something concrete, uh, you presume it has value. Now, what they've done since they took the gold standard off with Richard Nixon is they've just printed more money. So the politicians have basically mortgaged your grandchildren, And the debt they've expanded now, especially doubling it under the abominator, I call him. I don't call him Obama. I call him the abominator because he wasn't technically a president. He was just an abominator to deconstruct America as a post-colonial country. And I want people to understand, if you have anything, pension funds, value in your home, uh, mortgage, property, airplanes, whatever the heck you have, if it's denominated in U.S. dollars, its value can disappear, poof, like, uh, you know, a... Special effects in a Hollywood stage by oh. by a magician. It can go poof, all of a sudden there's a thing called bailing in. And I get a kicker of these terms they call bailing in, where they give you a haircut, they call it, <laughs> like they did in in, uh, in Cyprus a few years ago. And it, what they did is, though, they set the blade below the chin. Uh, so I, I see, actually, I see this is typing to you. Is he, is he available by phone? Because if we can't connect him on Skype, we'll connect him on phone. I know we can get him on Skype. Yeah. He just needs the phone number to dial in. Oh no, no, uh, he can't dial into the to the main board number. Uh, we, we'll uh, we'll we'll get I'll get the board op to give that to you, so you can hand it over to him. Or if you give it to me by Skype, I will send it to him because I've got a Skype here. Uh, there's a, it's a different number. It's not this, the number that people call into the show. It's a separate number to call into board six at Genesis. <clears throat> uh, but they can call. They can contact him by Skype. I mean, if it is Skype open. So I want people to start looking at it almost like the Mandalay Massacre. There's a financial massacre coming in the future, and people can see things happening. I mean, if you're really clever and you actually watch this guy buying, say, you know, equipment, think of the financial issues, situation sitting up. We have, for example, China playing $200 billion of industrial espionage backing North Korea. We see Russia's meddling in our elections by buying Facebook ads to try to cause more polarization in our economy. They couldn't hack into the voting machines, but they can make people more polarized. We can see uh, crazy investments going on where the banks are printing money, <clears throat> and because they're backed by 0%, they can borrow billions and billions of dollars and amalgamate corporations or buy all their own assets, which is creating funny money. That's why the stock market's going crazy, but yet the real economy is not really growing. It's, a, it's an artificial balloon economy, I call it. And people don't know that there's an end point to this, and it's why they call it the hat bin day where it's like you go to a party and the kids have got a lot of balloons, but there's one kid, a bad kid, he's got a big long hat pin running around screaming, and he's going to pop your balloon. It's going to happen, isn't it? The hat day is coming. Yeah, it is. I, I, I think people are really starting to wake up to that fact. Yeah. So uh, let me... Uh, I'll get the studio number and send it over there. Uh, the studio... Uh, I guess, I is And I'll get that number from our board op, McKenzie, and I'll send it over to Jim, because obviously he's not somehow connecting on his Skype. He may be so rural, he only has a phone connection, not a good Skype connection. I'm not sure. I have a feeling sometimes he does that. He's in rural, rural place.
2: Here's Skype ring, and he
1: hadn't called me, they could <coughs> Even I Keep talking, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, you're, you're cutting in and out. I don't know what's going on with your connection too. It's you're sort of cutting in and out a few words here and there. Uh, Pete, uh, you've got good connection today. Uh, I don't
0: know.
1: It's about as good as I can see I think. Uh, I'm not sure where you are, but some days it's good, and other days it's not. Well, we've got a good connection here. So here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, people, if you don't get involved with care Bars, we just had one gentleman yesterday that contacted me, and I basically sent his name on. His name. first name is Frank. You probably got that by Skype and <clears throat> his phone number. You need to contact him. He signed up, as he said, a year and a half ago, believe it or not, when we first started uh, care Bars. But he didn't uh, get his know-your-customer documents or actually purchase a package. And he wondered, well, what do we do now? I said, well, you've got to sign up. You haven't done anything, really. Uh, and his number has been sent on to you, so you guys will... Kind of get him to sizzle call phone numbers and how to, you know, get his know-your-customer documents and sign a package up and then get started with making his list like Santa Claus, checking it like twice. Five to 20 people decide to start calling them, and when someone says they're not interested, next, move on, next, next, next. You realize that some people you're going to go back and talk to, like this gentleman actually listened to the show, and eventually realized, like, I made a big mistake not getting involved with care parts. Yeah, he did. A year and a half ago, you involved by the the, usually 60 days, and 90 days, you'd be getting free gold. And at a year, you could have thousands of people under you just by trundling along one hour a day, four to five days a week. I mean, this is not rocket science, is it? This is simply sharing, saving in gold at a, a quantity that's so easy to share. It's like, don't buy a latte, buy a gram or two grams of gold a month. And if you simply convince two people to do that and download line, downline, downline, uh, in a year you got over a thousand people, even if you just double every month. I mean, it's that simple, isn't it? That's right. It really is. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> I think the most successful people are the ones that keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, uh, Peter, are you on the guest line right now? Uh, I believe so. I don't you're, you're not on the Skype, though. Is that we're, We were on the guest line, not the Skype number. Is that it? Stay right there. We'll get it all sorted out when we come back here in a second with Mackenzie and figure out what's going on, why we don't have Jim. But we will work it out. We'll be back in just a minute. As they say, we're going to work out the logistics of avoiding a financial massacre in the future because it's coming. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report to Carepar University. We have uh, Pete Fedeck here, and Pete, of course, is upline. We also have all the way further upline, uh, CEO here of Genesis Network, Ted Anderson. So uh, that's kind of neat. And uh, he introduced us to uh, Care well over a year and a half ago now, and we've done very well. And we also have people join us. We're a very dynamic line. We actually have people that have other lines of Care that have actually transferred over because they know we're going to support them, expand their business, provide them teaching materials, uh, audio and physical sizzle calls and other materials like our YouTube videos that we posted up that are posted up on our live stream. Um, you know, our network that we have, the Deagle-Network, that goes over to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Spreaker, BitChute and Daily Motion, Minds Network, etc. So, um... We, we do have another number. We'll try to contact uh, Pete and see if we can get a hold of Jim. I mean, see if we can get hold of uh deal and see if we can uh, track him down. Uh, what I see happening <clears throat> is people are kind of floating along thinking everything's going to be fine with currencies. And uh, if you look at the top um, newsletters in terms of, of financial prognostication, former Fed chair people, have warned us that the bond market's going to blow. They've warned us that the commercial real estate's going to blow. They've told us that international uh, trade wars are pending with China over North Korea. Right now, luckily, they're moving in the direction of negotiation and choking off the supply of money and materials for North Korea's crazy uh, rocket man. Uh, But it's going to haul China into a major conflict, not only just a you know, a pre-war situation, but it's becoming going to become a trade war if it doesn't resolve pretty quickly. Um, and the people need to understand, if you don't get into an alternate currency, now, if America gets a hiccup or a cold, other nations are going to have a cardiac arrest. And uh, you know, we have lots of people that have signed up with us. Within a few weeks, we actually had people signing up around South America, Eastern Europe. I mean, I was kind of amazed at how fast our care for our network spread. It's, it's remarkable, isn't it?
0: Well, it is remarkable. I mean, I, I think uh, that that's one of the advantages of, of keeping it simple. And you don't need to, I mean, acquiring product knowledge is, is good so you can explain features and benefits, but
1: beyond that, it's, it's really simple. Just protect yourself. Order gold. Uh, now, um, when you're ordering gold, by the way, you're ordering gold as a currency. See, every other form of gold, and we even take gold and silver basically as payment for nutraceuticals, but when you get care parts, it's actually a currency because every currency card is one, two and a half, and five grams. Every currency note is a fraction of a, of, a, of a gram of gold, and it's actually LBMA certified gold, or the currency notes have got security features, so it's a traveling vault the same way as the card. So as a result, it's actually physically a currency. And we had G. Edward Griffin on the program, the writer of the book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. And, of course, they met in Jekyll Island off of South Carolina to plan the Federal Reserve System uh, bank system. And they actually rammed it through with a quorum of congressmen back uh, on Christmas Eve, 1913. And people don't realize it only took 20 years for them to push America with the system into clinical bankruptcy so we've been in in the sense of form of bankrupt martial law since 1933 and it's called the unifying federal code they even take our birth certificates and chattelize them against the federal debt created by the federal reserve system we set up in 1913 people don't know that do they no they don't (laughs) they don't realize we shipped also because of that in the 1930s the president then Seized gold from people and then revaluated the dollar and then shipped a lot of our gold out of Fort Knox to Europe. People don't know this before the the Second World War. So, we we have the biggest gold mines in the world in Alaska and in Williams Lake, British Columbia. But it has to go through a certification process called Linden Bullion Market Certification in order to be certified gold. It has to be certified, and there's various technology using spectroscopy, etc., to to identify it. There's some quick and dirty ones that the gold houses use to kind of lay your jewelry on to make sure they know what percentage of gold it is it if it's, it could be white gold where it's got a lot of silver or other materials in it <clears throat> So when you get LBMA certified gold you know it's a traveling vault so that says it's 99.999% in fact it's as pure as we call the highest purity gold in the world is Canadian because it's triple uh, if you want to call it triple uh, hydrolyzed actually you know or ionized the form of gold that's actually put through a special process the other golds are less than that, including the American Gold Eagle or the, you know, the South African Krugerrand. Now, what's going to happen, and we found out recently that Carapar Gold could be purchased by, by uh, Bitcoin. Now, I've just talked to my techie friends, and we're working on a scheme to figure out how we can actually combine the characteristics of a peer-to-peer encrypted network that's not using uh, prime numbers, and we call millions of micro in other words have carat bar gold in a floor safe underneath your head of your bed <laughs> It could be one of millions of micro banks where you have carat bar gold There you can even transfer that gold to to someone else so the ownership can be transferred, but the location doesn't have to be It's kind of neat, eh, and it would go into a thing called a blockchain So in other words the evaluation of that gold material <coughs> would have a serial number in the blockchain So we're working on a system to figure out how to to marry the two. Right now, you can become a K-Exchange member, and you can actually advertise your your business, but we're not what we call Armageddon mode yet. Armageddon mode happens if, in midterm elections, they try to crash the economy, because they have three options. Firstly, they've attacked Donald Trump personally to see if they can research his his reputation, which is backfiring on the media. Uh, The latest thing that's really backfiring on them is most people support Donald Trump and standing for the national anthem rather than the foolishness of of kneeling and so on if you have a social problem you don't deal with it on the playing field it shouldn't be a political avenue for doing these things if there's a problem deal with it and in fact i brought forward solutions if you want to fix the inner cities the first thing you do is you disarm the gangs and you put them in jail secondly you arm the grandmas and you give them guns and you make sure they also have non-lethal weapon systems so if they need to knock somebody down or hit them with a taser weapon or these other weapons and little balls that'll hit you and then basically paralyze you or make you blind for a period of minutes. It doesn't hurt you permanently. So you have non-lethal and lethal technology, and you make sure they're part of a militia through the sheriff. The sheriff would be their boss. And if the police need help, they'd just go through the sheriff, and the sheriff would call local citizens to help the police, and they give the police proper equipment like Trump did a few months ago. Well, the same thing goes on financially. You've got to take personal responsibility. So I personally would contribute to a financial fund to make sure grandmas, black grandmas, and uh, mamas and dads, in the inner city that are good citizens could get access to both lethal and non-lethal weapon systems and protection protective equipment like body armor or whatever they need so that their sons and daughters don't have to go back to the of school to about being hit by gangs or being shot at by high velocity weapons or the police being in danger of going to a kill zone because that's what that Mandalay uh, country music festival was, is a kill zone and they, that could have been avoided well the kill zone financially is coming not only to America but the world and the powers that be are up in that Financial Mandalay Hotel ready to punch out the windows and shoot at us financially. So if you don't take this seriously, you're going to be one of those running victims, thinking you're going to save your hide, and all your money is going to go through your fingers like sand. So you better listen. Time is getting short. Investing is. 59 and 527 have been injured praying for the 45 that are still hanging by surgical threads to try to get them to, to survive this disaster and if we look at it forensically and this person was probably on what I call a Kelly Jack drug, we don't see yet any connections with the extreme organization whether they talk about you know white supremacists or ISIS or anything else, there's a very reasonable possibility that he had some psychotic, uh, maybe genetic predispositions because his father was a Bank robber, but it's most likely he simply took a drug from a doctor that derepressed his idea that maybe he was depressed or had some problems or financial losses recently because he's a gambler and he flipped out because he was on the Killy drugs to prevent any suppression. Well, a lot of people are in a daze right now. They're not on Killy or Prozac or Selexa, but they're they're taking the drugs or the milk of watching regular media and thinking that their bank accounts are stable even if they have savings or their home is almost paid off. Thinking everything is fine, <clears throat> the people of Cyprus. I'm sure they had nice homes in Cyprus. Were probably in a state of shock when they lost 30 to 40 percent of their total value. And the bank gave them a haircut. If people don't realize that everything is commoditized and linked, for example, if Japan's economy tank, people. And you have to look at this 1929. Do you know what the precipitating event for the 1929 crash was? Uh-huh. No. It, was a giant, it was a giant earthquake, like like the one that hit Fukushima Daiichi eight, seven years ago this coming March. They hit Japan and caused major damage, and they had to bring back their money and investments in Japan to rebuild their infrastructure and in their cities. Do you know that? And when Japan just pulled their money back from investing in Europe and America and elsewhere, it, the banks made a decision to protect themselves. They were going to call in markers, and my grandfather told me this when I was 14, uh... 40, uh, no, 50 years ago, 51 years ago, that when they pulled the markers in, the big banks decided to pull the markers in all the small mom and pop banks all across the country, they wanted money back because they had lost a lot of investments from the Japanese because they had to rebuild their country. You didn't know that, eh? So the big no. banks decided to pull the markers in from all little banks, little banks didn't have money because once the first people started to flood in wanting their deposits and money back, they didn't have enough money on hand to give everybody their money back. That's how banks work. It's called fractional reserve. You only, only a fraction of the money actually sits in the bank. You loan out more money than you actually physically have because nobody at one time is going to ask for their money all at once, except when a catastrophe hits. That's what happened in 1929. Now, those circumstances are considerably worse now. <clears throat> we have U.S. debt over $20 trillion. We have the commodity commercial real estate market that's billions, like, you know, <laughs> uh, You know, billions and billions of stars, billions and billions of square feet of real estate that's gone because of Amazon, Target, Walmart, all these online stores, stealing real estate, you know, real sales from the big stores and shopping centers. Mm -hmm. It's also the case that former Fed chairperson basically said the bond market's ready to pop. Now, when you hear a former Fed chairman person telling you that, there's a process in high-level masonry called hoodwinking, which means if you tell people there's a warning and something bad, and you don't understand it, and then you go into a pothole if you're driving or break your leg off, or you do something dangerous like fall over a cliff, it's because you were a sheep going, by uh, 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 and you didn't heed the warning, so therefore you were fit to be slaughtered. So the ones that get the message, they figure, well, you must be one of us because you're not so dumb. You actually heeded the warning. So... When they telegraph these things, they're telling you the truth, but they're not going to tell you that they're actually manipulating the catastrophe because they're the masters of chaos. They create the chaos, and then they give you a warning the chaos is coming, and then you don't heed it, and all of a sudden it happens, and you wonder, how did this happen? It was designed, okay? Just like they're designing the currency wars and so on with China and so on. They know China's been stealing things for 25, 30 years, building up their business so their economy as large or even larger in terms of commercial production than America it's all from theft okay they haven't invented hardly anything they have stolen it from us or copyright infringement or patent infringement and even their kids come to universities here and even when they go back home the totalitarian regime where the communists are going all panicky because these now educated Chinese are coming back very intelligent and want to have freedoms like they had in the West and they can't have them because the totalitarian communists don't like it so they're using US companies to control them well China has some very corrupt people, bad guys including inside the People's Republican Army, uh, control structure. Eighty percent of the new billionaires in the world are Chinese in the past 30 years. Eighty percent. Isn't that crazy? Eighty percent of the new billionaires are Chinese. And they're members of the People's Republican Army. So they're a PLA member, and their kids fly Airstream Jets, private jets, from Shandong or Beijing or wherever. To London to go shopping it was right shopping, and they're going to U.S. and British and other universities where they get advanced training and degrees because they're smart people and they work their tail off. And what's doing is they're coming back and stealing technology and hacking into where, you know, the hacking that's going on and just the plain transfer of technology that they kind of upgrade. For example, Bombardier out of Quebec and the in the uh, subway systems in Europe, they just took the technology from these different companies and just upgraded Tyneley. Old, tiny little tweaks to make it go 75 to 90 kilometers faster and they repatent it, at least locally so now they got 40,000 miles of high-speed rail in china going up to 300 miles an hour we got no miles of high-speed rail not i mean it was a smart move on the part of trump if he gave just a j1b visa or a temporary work visa to these people and pay them a decent wage to get their engineers to come over with the technology they've stolen and upgraded from us and the bombardier quebec company and start building a high-speed rail, because we just seem to be incompetent. You know, we need right. to build up infrastructure, we're going to build an economy. That's what the Chinese did after 2008, they built their economy. Well, the problem is the same thing goes on with your home. If you're sitting on money in your mortgage, you're sitting on money in your pension funds, you're sitting there, it's even telling people, switch your pension fund over to gold. I mean, you see these things all the time, the advertisements. I tell people, switch your pension fund over to care parts. In fact, I had one gentleman last year who was a... Pretty wealthy guy and a multimillionaire, and he actually started to he listened to the program enough to start freaking out, and he realized at least a portion doesn't have to be a lot. Maybe it's twenty five percent of his wealth, which is a lot. He wanted to switch to caribars. Smart move, because it's actually not just gold; it's gold currency. So when the economy crashes, this stuff is good because it's also supplied by a network. Now, as caribars gets more and more, you know, you know, it's like like a mixed martial artist is, it gets more and more heft. Right now you can buy with Bitcoin care bars. But if we get an encryption system, which I'm working on with my techie friends, and I told them the parameters they have to work at, because I have to stay away from programming because I get addicted. I'm a mathophile. I mean, I was working on mainframe supercomputers 45 years ago doing nonlinear programming in machine language, Pascal and PL1. I have to watch it. I do lines of code like other people do lines of cocaine. I do lines of code. (laughs) People don't realize just what a nerd I am. I am a mega nerd. <laughs> and I want people to understand what I see coming is like the massacre at Mandalay Bay, only it's going to be financial. A lot of people have no idea how bad it'll get. They can't imagine when their credit cards don't work anymore or it doesn't buy anything. They can't imagine when the financial system starts to claw back and take your bank accounts and freeze them or take 40 or 50% of them and say, well, we've got to keep the banks from going insolvent. They've actually passed rulings in Congress. And in the House of Parliament in Britain, and the Canadian government actually do this in all the Western nations, what exactly they did in, in uh, Cyprus a few years ago—they call it bailing in. I'm thinking, my gosh, they got these euphemistic terms for. It'd be like saying we're, we're we're doing a toenail shortening, but we're going to start at your hip, cut your leg off. That's not a toenail shortening. And when you put the blade below the neck, it's called a beheading. It's it's not a haircut. It's <laughs> a haircut. What do you think, uh, Pete? This is pretty funny, isn't it? And scary as hell because the Mandalay Bay disaster, uh, to be honest with you, after the disaster that happened in Britain with that uh, shooting there and the bombing there, and the things like Santoran Brothers and the Marathon bombing, we should have wider perimeters of surveillance and better ways of making sure, high points like in hotels, if somebody punches out a window, we should immediately have security staff that can fire a canister or something into the window open window to knock the person down so they can't use whatever artillery they have in their you know bombs or high velocity weapons up in their room. That's just logical. Right. Well the same thing right. goes on financially. If you don't watch what you don't think this is gonna happen, they've done everything to mess up Trump, including these superstorms they indirectly at us, including Puerto Rico hit with two three states Texas, New Orleans and Florida. If you don't think this is managed by the deep state, you're not paying attention. And believe me, the next Jenga stick they're going to pull is financial. That's what they're going to do, believe it or not.
2: Dr. Carolyn Dean.
1: a forensic medical investigator also for crime and violence scenes. who worked with the military and the government for decades. And I can tell you the same thing I see financially. I see a financial uh, Mandalay Bay disaster coming to the world. People are not knowing that there's people in high ground and like hotels, if you want to call it financially, like the Federal Reserve System and the World Bank and the IMF. The IMF, for example, uh, Friday before last, they actually gave China the SDR. Do you know what the special drawing right is?
0: Uh, well, it's actually a, a special
1: currency. It's basically a, a kind of a, almost like a basket of currencies. It came out of the uh, Bretton Woods idea where you'd have fixed exchanges between currencies after the Second World War. But the SDR means they're trying to replace the dollar as a world currency reserve. Now, there's not enough you want to do so. Ninety percent of the printed or virtual currency in the world is in U.S. dollars. There's about another six percent that's in Euros and then maybe four to five percent in Chinese Yuan. So if they tried to print a lot, they'd inflate the heck out of their currency and it would become valueless. Now, they printed more yuan's because they're playing currency wars, which Trump has pointed out, he's kind of backed off a bit, saying, Hey, we won't we'll ignore your currency wars if you control North Korea. Uh, I personally think that he's starting to make some headway, but if he doesn't he only has a short timeline because I'll be getting Jason Burgess back, and that's his actual name, from CENTCOM, who actually met me back in February and gave me specific face-to-face details of how North Korea can strike from Pyongyang or even a rural site uh, New York City with accurate targeting technology. So people think this is a uh, you know a thesis that we're saying me too and I'm reproducing information from another broadcaster or information source. No. Uh, Jason is a CENTCOM official recently left there working for DirecTV and he actually face to face told me all the details and we released it three weeks ago on air. So if you go back and put in Jason Burgess you'll see, listen to the audio that tells you exactly what's going on. Now financially the same things are happening and the globalists are freaking out. That's why when you see people like this uh, mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico standing in front of a bottle of water and other things and actually she's been caught actually blocking, not even showing for the FEMA meetings by the way, but blocking the or not working to try to force the truckers to actually truck this stuff. Like, hey, if you need protection and roadway repair, bring a roadway repair crew and front-end loaders to push the crap off the roads and fix the power lines so the trucks, the safety, deliver the material to the peripheral villages and places. But don't go and whine that Trump's not doing anything. Do you think he's the Wizard of Oz or something? We, we even pre-placed material there, and we have, I think, twelve or 17,000 um Federal officials and military they already in Puerto Rico and other adjacent islands like the American Virgin Islands—trying to fix things up. But the first thing that I find very puzzling is why we didn't turn these storms away. Because I know of the technology. I've given specifics about how you know uh, uh, low Earth atmosphere uh, radiating heaters that are the next generation from the the system up in Alaska uh, can actually move storm systems and such technologies as uh, plasma positron beam technology can actually move storm cells or dispel and turn off even the electromagnetics and the the uh, torsion field yeah. images that allow fires to occur or storm cells to organize into a pinwheel and come in and start to smash into a nation. We, there's five nations with a modification technology but people need to understand these are all being steered just like the next thing that they're going to do and this is on my list is they're going to pull the Jenga sticks for the economy before 2018 Uh Part of it is actually not to fix health care because it's bankrupting the country. I mean, our premiums went up another 40%. Part of it is uh, don't get the tax reform in the way it's supposed to. I hope that they're going to get something, and it's ridiculous if they don't. But, you know, Trump is there trying to reverse the circumstances that allowed the 1929 crash. We're teetering, aren't we? And a lot of people even have their mortgage almost paid off for a pension fund, so realize their pension fund is funded like Caltrans here in California. We had one gentleman up in Los Angeles last year. He said after 20, uh, 2008, his pension fund got funded down from 140% to 90% funded, which means you might think you're independent, but if there's a disaster in the world economy or international stocks, it's going to hurt you. And... You know not think, oh, it's okay if it hurts South America or Russia. No, it's not okay because if they if they suffer pain, we're going to suffer some pain too. And uh, I, I don't think people realize you can do personal things. You start having care bars. Let's say you accumulate, you know, a few hundred grams of care bars over the next few years. You're going to be laughing when the dollar drops even more. I mean, the fact that they're talking now, and Trump is talking to Schumer and Pelosi about getting rid of the debt ceiling completely. They've delayed it until January, but what if they get rid of it completely? That means they can print as much damn money as they want and don't have to back it with anything. Now, What I've heard is that Trump is planning on backing it with gold and eventually, in a sense, disconnecting from the Federal Reserve System is tied to the euro. Uh, and then setting up treaties where we don't do, um, we don't do trade, uh, we call uh, border taxes, which 90, some nations do, but set up a fixed exchange rate between us and the other countries so they can't play, you know, manipulation currency games, which China does with us all the time. But we're we're in a very, very thorny thicket right now. This is gonna get really dangerous. And people don't understand we're looking financially at something like the forensic circumstances around Mandalay Bay. If I was a forensics officer, say for the military or brought in there to kind of look at the danger of this country music festival I would have looked for high ground. I would have said, look, after the things that happened in in England where they had this disaster, I would have said, look, we can't let anybody take material into their hotel room where they could either assemble parts to make guns. He took apparently an M-16 and kind of fiddled with it so he could, instead of shooting one round, he could shoot 400 rounds in a minute. He made it an automatic weapon, which, by the way, has been illegal since 1933 in the United States. It's illegal to have a fully automatic weapon. And even if you're in the military, you're only able to use it in the battlefield. Did you know that?
0: No, I did not know he that. He
1: So you couldn't say, well, this guy couldn't buy an automatic weapon. He fiddled with it. Anybody can. It's just buying the right parts. You can make them yourself in a machine shop. So, you know, and there's not just guns. Remember, I told people, and I say on the show, if things get out of hand, I can release technology for six different technologies that are a hell of a lot more dangerous than guns. And I'm tempted to do it if things get out of hand, and I'll tell my conservative people, they're going to try to seize your guns. Do not let your guns be taken, but also build non-lethal and lethal weapon systems that will completely paralyze anybody trying to take away your right to free speech, your right to protect yourself from maniacs. Uh, if somebody had a high-powered weapon and could have even shot a canister or something paralyzing this maniac through the window, he would have dropped to the ground in seconds, and then we have paralyzing materials. We have canisters and things, that you know ball bounces in there or something, and phew, he hits the ground in 30 seconds. He's not shooting anybody, you know? Mm. So right. if any, that's my, my, my recommendation is if anybody in any hotel anywhere, every hotel should have a, a, uh, a screener to screen for the chemicals of chemical explosives and, two, scan everything with, a, with an X-ray. It would also not look for metallic but non-metallic parts because a lot of these newer guns now are made non-metallic. You can make them with composite materials. And, uh, or check through their luggage, too, on top of that. And once you're certain they can't assemble a gun or a high-powered explosive or whatever, let them take it to their room. Or they can't bring it up the back either, you know, through some other, you know, Bellman's uh, lift. And uh, anybody who starts to come punch out a window, you have to have an alarm system that immediately would have on-call officers that would go outside, shoot a canister into the room or even have it in the room on the ceiling and hit a button and boom, that thing just pops and knocks anybody in the room to the ground, doesn't kill them, it will paralyze them. That could even be preset in the rooms, to make sure if you misbehave, you pop a window, you're gonna be knocked down. Wouldn't that be easy? Easy sneezy. Right. Well, the same thing goes financially. People think that everything's gonna be fine. I talked to my grandfather, and he's old enough that he was there, he actually made money during the Depression, but he knows a lot of people have jumped out the 9th or 10th or 11th floor windows when they lost everything. And they thought they had millions of these people. They they couldn't believe what happened. But it was Japan pulling back its money after they had a huge earthquake. And that simple ripple started the depression and the banks decided, well, we're going to protect ourselves. We're going to pull in all our money from these small mom-and-pop banks. That's what caused the depression. And we got circumstances a lot worse than that. In so many ways, it's not going to just be a local thing happening in America. It's going to be ugly. And believe me, the globalists want to replace that system with what's called, if Hillary got in, guess what, we said this on Monday with Mark Taylor, hour one, if we were under judgment, which we're not, we have wake-up calls now, including this stupid Mandalay bay goddamn catastrophe, excuse my English, but we would have had Hillary in, and by 2020, she would have brought the mark of the beast. And if you don't think these maniacs want to paralyze Trump's administration, paralyze and destroy America and destroy our financial system, if you don't think they're ready with the in the wings there control freak system, you're not paying attention, get involved with carrot bars, call us, email, we'll get you started. Just like this guy, Frank, after a year and a half, he's finally had the wake up call, realized, uh-oh, get involved now, Frank, next year you'll have thousands of grams of gold. If you don't, you'll regret it. Thank you. Pete, back next week
2: from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodyne is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodyne clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at triple eight two one two eighty eight seventy one or visit us online at NutriMedical.com.